1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: I hear people saying, Well, Pastor, we need more teaching on how to curb our desire for money and success in life. Now, all of the above is important. But I'll tell you how all the above can be fixed. All the above can be fixed by doing this one thing, allowing the Word of God to abide in you and you abiding in it. Money, marriage, Bible, everything else will be taken care of if we'll just do that one thing.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
2: God has a privileged position for those who abide, and that privileged position is throne room privileges. You can go to God's throne right to Him face-to-face at any time. You're His beloved, and He cares, and He will allow you, and He welcomes you. This is the place where those who abide have great success in praying and here are the two feet which climbs to power with god in prayer number one if you abide in me and number two my words abide in you did you get that power in prayer if you abide in me and my words abide in you now god wants to answer prayer it's not that he's reluctant. Let me ask you this think about it for just a moment. Why else would God put so much scripture in the Bible about prayer if he thought that uh, he wasn't going to be all that accountable and not uh, be there available to answer prayer? He put all of that in there to help us to understand and know, and he makes it very plain it's not a secret, it's not a mystery. It's not covered over. and We have to dig to find the truth. It's very simple. If my word abides in you and you abide in me. How, how much plainer can that be? How much more simple can that be? God's not reluctant. God is available. He wants to answer prayer. But he wants to answer them under uh, the conditions that he has given. Now if you and I are casual with God and casual with his words, he's going to be casual with us and casual with our words. It's just that simple. Why would God pay so strict and circumspect attention to our words when we are are casual with his words? Now, if we want God to pay attention to our words... We're going to have to pay attention to his words, aren't we? Amen. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I've got an amen coming. (laughs) God wants us to hear. Now, here's something I want you to consider. There's two or three reasons that uh, that God may not answer prayer. Uh, It may be, number one, uh, he's pruning you. Now, when he's pruning you, that can seem like a trial or a test that we're going through. It's hard sometimes. We may not be able to distinguish between that and a trial. That means he's cutting things away from our lives, uh, helping us to grow in him and to develop in him. And uh, it could be difficult when we th- see things drop off and and, and people and other Things move away, and certain habits and certain entertainments. And he, he's cutting, he's pruning, he's making you into the person you want to be, the person he wants you to be, and the person he wants you to be is just exactly like Jesus, his son. That's what he wants you to be like, and he's developing you in that phase in that manner. Now, if he's pruning you, uh, pray and ask him. If, if it seems like a trial, just say, "God, are you pruning me, or is this a trial?" If he's pruning you. Uh, I think like Paul prayed uh, three times about the thorn in the flesh. And God spoke to Paul and said, my grace is sufficient. I'm going to take you through. I'm going to be, th- I'm going to help you. My grace, my loving kindness is going to be there in you and overshadow you and take you through. So if he's pruning, then let's not pray anymore. Let's just leave it in God's hand and say, God, just give me grace to bear up and to go through this. But if he is is doing something today that that is causing you uh, to not have answers to prayer, if if there's something going on in your life and your prayers are not being answered, then you have to ask yourself the question, am I abiding in the Word, and is the Word abiding in me? Now, God's not going to do anything but by His Word, and His Word abiding in us. God wants to help, and God wants to bring about glory to His name, and He wants to do it by answering prayer through you. Now, what is the church's greatest need? I'm going to start moving into today's message. The church's greatest need. Someone said, Well, the church's greatest need is for more Bible studies. Well, friends, we have many Bible studies right now. We have Sunday school, we have Wednesday nights, Tuesday nights, we have a lot of Bible studies. We, we don't necessarily need another teacher and another Bible study. We need to get involved in the ones that we already have. Now, when we go through the series that we're in, we will start another Bible study. I'm sure we will. We we certainly need Bible studies, but that's not the church's greatest need. Someone said, well, the church's greatest need is evangelism, reaching souls for Christ. Yes, we are under the mandate of the Great Commission, and we have the television and, and change Point, And we are trying to reach souls for the Lord. But I don't think that's the greatest need that the church has today. And I think I hear people saying, well, pastor, marriages are, in pro- are, in, are having problems and we need um, more teaching about marriage and family. Friend, I don't know any church around here that has had more marriage seminars and more sermons on marriage, more teaching on marriage, more counseling on marriage than the Largo Community Church. And our marriages still aren't fixed. You know why? If my word abides in you and you abide in it. Can I tell you something? Most couples that come in for counseling come in for me to fix the other one. (laughs) I'm not going to say any more about that. I'll I'll just go on. And then I hear people saying, well, pastor, we need more teaching on how to curb our desire for money and success in life. Now, all of the above is important, but I'll tell you how all the above can be fixed. All the above can be fixed by doing this one thing, allowing the word of God to abide in you and you abiding in it. Money, marriage, Bible, everything else will be taken care of if we'll just do that one thing. That one thing only. that's what we need to do. Now how do we get to know God better? If we had the Word of God abiding in us and we're abiding in the Word, we would really get to know God, number one, and we would get to know we would get to know uh, God, and uh, we would get to know His word. If we had the Word abiding in us, we would get to know God. Have you prayed lately, Lord, draw me closer to you? If you haven't, shame on you. (laughs) I hope you've been praying, God, draw me closer to you. But if you prayed that way, then God is saying, it's my word that's going to teach you how to be close to me. My word. When I have people coming in for counseling, I listen more than I talk. Because as I listen, I learn the person by the words they're speaking And the more they talk, the more I get acquainted with them. For from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, if I can learn a person, learn about them, learn about their marriage, learn about their problem, learn all about their joys, if I can learn about them by listening to their words, the same is true with God. I can learn about God by listening to God. Listening to his word, and he speaks through his word. His word is alive today. God is not talking to us like an ancient scholar, and we read the word like we read some ancient piece of literature and mull it over in our minds so that it would make us more intelligent. God's word is alive. Jesus is talking, and we're saying, Lord, I'll get to you. Just hold it, Lord. <laughs> Be quiet. I'll get to you. And so we're telling him when to talk. And we're telling him when we're going to listen. But then we want to pray. And we want our prayers answered. Johnny on the spot. And God is saying, hey, it isn't the world that's putting me off. It's the church that's putting me off. It's the church that is passive and indifferent. Friend, think about it today. Be honest. Be transparent. With yourself, I don't know what is going on in your life. I only know this, that God loves you. He wants to answer your prayer. He wants to be a good God to you. But prayers are not being answered, and a lot of God's people are disillusioned, and they're wondering why. Now you know why. Don't you? Okay. If you remain or abide in me, and my words abide in you, let me tell you what this does not mean first. This does not mean reading the Bible through in a year. <laughs> you know, I, I try to do that. I never get it done in a year. I'll read and then I'll start building a sermon. And, uh, or I'll read the footnotes. But if you read about five chapters a day, you'll get through it in about a year. But when you read like that, you're reading, your eyes are going like that. It's good to read the Bible through in a year. That's wonderful. But... That's not abiding in the Word and having the Word abide in you. Abiding in the Word and having the Word abide in you is not listening to inspiring sermons that move you and motivate you at the moment. (laughs) That's not abiding in... I I hope you hear some good sermons someday uh, that will inspire you and help you. Uh, But that's not abiding in the Word. Abiding in the Word is not just memorizing Scripture... We need to memorize Scripture. We do. But just to memorize Scripture, to memorize it so I can speak it out and impress somebody with how my brain is still alert. Or impress myself that I'm still alert. (laughs) That's not abiding in the Word. Let me tell you what abiding in the Word is. Abiding in the Word is becoming involved in the Word. Yes, I'm going to memorize Scripture. But I want to listen closely. Take it one step further and ask yourself every time you memorize a verse of Scripture, always without fail, ask yourself, what does it mean to me? What is God saying to me? Oh. When you hear an inspiring sermon, wonderful, I want to inspire you, but what is God saying to me? What's, what's He saying? He's saying something. You see, I want to read with both my eyes, both of them, but both my eyes and my ear. I want to read this way. You know. I read it and I listen because the Word is alive It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the very word of God. Jesus is alive. He's not a dead scholar. It's alive. And so I need to read it with an open mind and an open heart and listen to what he has to say because he does have something to say. What's he saying to you right now? What are you hearing? Listen, and God will speak. We need to read the Bible. I I would encourage you to make an appointment with Jesus. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but do you have an appointment time with Jesus? It could be that you have an appointment uh, at lunch hour. You're going to read a a chapter. That that would be so very good to do that. Uh, My neighbor... Sometimes he's out cutting his grass, and I'm out there. And he told me sometime back, he said that I was on the train uh, going to work the other morning. And he said, I counted nine people with big Bibles open on their lap. They were just jostling along, reading the Bible. They were getting in the Word. The Word's getting in them. They're going to have an okay day, right? It's going to be okay. They're in the Word, and they're getting the Word in them. Now, verse 7 says, if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we can ask whatever we you wish and it shall be done for you. Now, here are, here are two halves or two conditions. The two halves, a condition and a result. The condition is if you abide in me and my words abide in you. That's the condition. The result is you can ask what you wish and it will be given you. Now You have to be pretty dumb if you don't understand that. <laughs> there it is. If we are to have consistent answers to prayer, we must abide in God's holy word. And then here's the crux of the whole four sermons. Verse 8. This phrase in verse 8. This is to my father's glory. Do you have a father? Do you have a father? (laughs) This is to my father's glory. This is what Jesus is saying. Our praying is to glorify God, but listen, friends, here's where prayer, most prayers, malfunction. Here's where most of them malfunction, right here. Prayer is not going up to a vending machine. putting your money in and then you say well now there's cookies and there's potato chips there's candy bars and that one And you hit it pop out it comes God is not our Santa Claus <laughs> no like the little boy asking prayer to pass his test tomorrow no he knew when to pray <laughs> he needed prayer but that was an emergency prayer I don't know that the word of God was abiding in him. I'm not his judge, but I don't know. But this is to my Father's glory. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Give us this day our daily bread. He he wants to help us with our daily needs and our daily problems. Daily, I need food. Daily, I need clothing. I need shelter. Daily, I need companionship. I need love. Daily, I need a lot of things. Give us this day our daily bread. He wants to bless and to help us with our daily needs. But remember, the Lord's Prayer... Come on, I want you to say it right down to this line. Come on, repeat it out loud with me. Our Father... Art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, woo, stop right there. Now, what preceded give us this day our daily bread? First, Father, our relationship with God through the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that for yourself and for your own soul? Do you know that? Secondly, he talks about the kingdom of God, meaning I'm a subject of that kingdom. I have bowed the knee of my heart to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm his subject. I recognize his rule over me. And then thirdly, the will of God. God's will is being done in my life to the best of my ability. To the best of my knowledge. God's will is being done. And now. And now I can pray. God tell, help me with my job. And help me with food. And help me with clothing. And help me with finances. Now I can pray. Give me my daily bread. I want to right away jump on my knees. And say God I need this. I need that. I need the other. And I begin to tell him all of the things that I need without saying, God, you're Abba, Father. Have you said that to him lately? Father, Abba, Father, or Father, Father? Have you praised and thanked him for the blood that has cleansed you from all your sins, that your name is now in heaven in the book of life? Friend, you don't know who you are. Some of God's people are still strangers to the Father. They don't know who they are. They don't know the high and holy privilege that they have been placed in, in the Lord. But Jesus is saying, if you recognize my Father, if you recognize the Lordship and the kingship over you, if you recognize the will of God being done in your life, then by all means, pray for your daily needs. It's like some people, I mean, I'm going to stretch this a little bit but i don't think i'm too far off they'll say father father god i want a hundred thousand dollar mercedes-benz right away father in addition i'd like to have a 75 foot yacht i would really enjoy that and then god how about a 10 million dollar mansion well, Jesus is saying when you start those kinds of prayers, any kind of prayer, you should think first, Lord, I want $100,000 Mercedes. This is to my Father's glory, he says in verse 8, right? How is that $100,000 Mercedes going to be to the glory of God? You've got to ask yourself that. This is to my Father's glory. That 75-foot yacht, how is that going to glorify How is that going to be to God's glory? That $10 million mansion. Some people are praying and their prayers aren't being answered. They're being frustrated and they're saying, why should I pray anymore? Friend, your prayers can't be answered unless you do it according to God's plan and God's pattern. He wants to answer prayer. He desires to answer prayer. The psalmist David said, and I think it's Psalm 37. He said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now what does that mean? It means delight. It means Find joy in the Lord. Be happy in your Christian experience. Celebrate and give praise to God. Find great joy in loving and serving the Lord. Find joy. How many of you are really having a good time this morning? Amen. <laughs> i know you are i believe you are if you're in the lord and you're in his word then it's really fun to go to church it's fun to read the bible it's fun to have christian fellowship it's a joy to come to this altar and have holy communion yes god blesses his people and he tells us how to be blessed he tells it so plainly and in such clear terms delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart Delight yourself in the Lord. Do that first. Find joy in the Word. Find joy in prayer. Find joy. Now, I'm not talking about super-duper perfect Christians. You've been saved 30 years. No, not at all. You can be in the Word and have the Word in you. You've only been saved and baptized one week. But you are a one-week mature, uh, mature for one week, (laughs) baby is six months old, you're holding the baby, and you say, well, this baby is a six-month-old baby, and it's mature for a six-month-old year baby. It's not supposed to be a seven-month-old baby yet, or an eight-month-old. It's a six-month-old baby. As a Christian, you known not have to be a Be perfect. There are no perfect people. All you need to do is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Know that God is your Father. Know that His kingdom is over you. Know that you're living in His will and celebrate it and delight yourself in it and then He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. This is God's holy word for His holy people He wants to. He is not reluctant. He is more willing to give than we are to receive. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. God is telling us over and over in so many different ways, so many words, so many illustrations. I want to be good to you. Let me be good to you. But you've got to listen to me. That's what he is saying. God love you, friend.
1: We hope today's Healing Word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.